Welcome to Sew and Tell, where sewists from fashion, theater, and indie sewing bring their different perspectives to the hottest trends in the sewing community. I'm Meg Healy. I'm Amanda Crestio. And I'm Kate Zynard. Today on the podcast, we're getting into the holiday spirit. We'll talk about sewing for holiday parties, and then we'll discuss the ins and outs of sewing homemade gifts. We'll each share something in our Sojo segment, and then we'll ask to hear from you too. But before we get started, how's everybody doing today? Has the holiday panic set in yet? I I should be panicked because I'm not even panicking yet. Um, but yeah, I feel like this time every year kind of catches me by surprise, and it's kind of nice because I wait until the last minute to panic. I guess that's a that's a good approach to it, right? That's a strategy for yeah, sure. It's a something. Meg? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I'm already in the holiday spirit. I can't believe it's not even the holiday season, like, really yet. We're just in December. Um, because last year I was totally a Grinch. I-, I didn't want anything to do with Christmas. I just was a real, yeah, Grinch, totally. I even had a Grinch tree as my Christmas tree. We didn't even get out our decorations. So this year I'm, like, super amped because I'm, like, two years built up of of holiday spirit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, this time of year is always extra stressful for me because I am lucky enough to have both my parents, my husband, and one of my sisters all have birthdays in December as well as oh, actually having Christmas. So oh, I spend no. I spend my December double buying for everybody. And then my godson's right at the beginning of January, too. So this is where I'm just like, everybody and everything and all the presents I have to go up with multiple things for multiple people. Oh, yeah. It's always just like, I always just go kind of nuts. But, yeah, it's uh, like thinking of the gifts is harder for me than like actually getting them. So that's true. I have them all thought out, so I'm good. So I'm not too bad. It's good <laughs> yeah. to have a plan. Yeah, I feel like I've kind of got a handle on it this year. Um, so that's kind of cool. I think part of it was that uh, our... Um, Uh, American Thanksgiving was really super early in um, November this year. And so that kind of gave us an extra week after Thanksgiving before December hit. And so I feel like that's kind of helping keep me calm. (laughs) So uh, holiday season, let's get started. Yeah, so that leads us to our first segment, all on holiday party wear. So I just have a quick funny story relating to this topic because I... Uh, attended with my fiance to a holiday party on Friday. It was at this really nice bar that we love to go to in Toronto and the whole front half was rented out and we thought what a great occasion to break out the ugly Christmas sweater and I made this really fun skirt out of really ugly like tablecloth fabric last year. So we showed up, bells and whistles on, Nobody was else was dressed up. Oh my <laughs> Everyone gosh. is in a little black dress, like like nice holiday. And I was like, geez, we really missed the mark on this one. But <laughs> but you enjoy dressing up. Oh yes, I I mean that stuff would normally phase me. But as I get more confident in myself and sewing things for myself, I love this skirt. And what else am I going to wear it? I was like. Who cares? And, you know, we got some stares. But eventually, you know, even the waitresses coming up to me, they're like, oh, my gosh, Julian, I love that sweater. It was like a Ninja Turtle knitted Christmas sweater. And no. so we just oh became gosh. the life of the party. So sometimes just I a think, fun Yeah. Sometimes I think you just have to do it that way. You just um, got to do it. I, I, I've been known to show up a little overdressed to things myself. And sometimes you just got to, like, 
embrace it. You just got to own it. You can't be uh, be like, oh, no, like you can't shine to a corner. You just got to be, I'm here and look what I'm wearing. And Exactly. Yeah. We, uh, we have our uh, office Christmas party coming up on Friday, and we have discussed doing a little hashtag so frosting for the party and just kind of going all out, even though it's, you know, during the day and not really the kind of thing where you dress up a whole lot. But me and Jill and Amanda, we're going to do it for sure. I know. Guys. Do I have time to sew something before that? I, uh, I w- that, well, you, me, no, you, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Amanda definitely we'll can. See. But uh, guys, can we just like Skype me in for uh, uh, your guys' holiday Christmas party? I'm just so <laughs> so alone over here. I no. know, and you actually <laughs> got to be here last year because you were filming that day. I know, and I so was So it's so sad you won't be able to be here with us. But oh, we're actually okay. going out to a restaurant this year, but I may be able to uh, pull up something on my phone. We'll yeah. have to see. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of, again, holiday party wear. So just relating back to one of the stories and so news got me kind of thinking for this as well in my own experience. I do have some more swanky holiday parties coming up for friends and get together. So I think I'm going to, I already got kind of the ugly Christmas sweater <laughs> out, of out of the of way. System. So <laughs> yeah, but I think holiday is a great time to make and wear something extra, extra special, some glitz and glam, some sequins. And so I love that holiday separates piece because it's kind of building into the wardrobe pieces that you already have, just making a few special things. And you can make so many different outfits from just a couple just a couple of things, and I actually sewed, my favorite thing that I sewed for that series is this, like, blue bodysuit. And I think it was, what was it, paired with in the magazine, this really, really cool silver maxi skirt. And that's just, like, a really special outfit. And I oh, loved, yeah. I loved, loved that article in the magazine. I think it's one of my favorites. And Amanda, you posted on it as well, saying it was one of your favorites. It was, it was. And you know, the starting place was really, yes, the holidays are such a great time to make something special, take a pattern that's already in your library and kind of give it an upgrade with a special material like sequins and faux fur and faux leather um, and all of those kinds of fancy things. Um, But then also kind of making sure that you can wear it again instead of just, you know, a one-time thing. You can you can mm-hmm. pair them together, and together they make a really stunning outfit. And then how do you wear that later in the year? Um, and we, 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 loved, we loved how it came out. All right. Well, like, you, like that outfit that Meg was just talking about with, the long, with that long, flowy, beautiful charmeuse or whatever it was, skirt, and, um, and the bodysuit, you know, it's kind of like almost a ball gown sort of look. But the neat thing about it is that you don't mm-hmm. need a ball gown occasion to wear it again. You can just pop on the bodysuit with, I don't know, a pair of jeans, and then you've got a perfectly lovely thing to wear out to, oh, I don't know, a, a uh, concert in the park in the summer or something like that. So uh, I think it's a really neat concept, and it's one of those bonuses of separates that you can mm-hmm. kind of tweak them in those different directions. And I think I think that was another starting place that kind of when people think about holiday parties, they think about dresses and you know those one those signature pieces. And I'm I'm not really a winter dress kind of person. I don't too really cold. Yeah, too cold. It's <laughs> we're in Colorado. I don't you know like wearing tights. And I just so I feel like 
separates are really practical, but that doesn't mean that they can't be super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and dresses, if you wear a dress, it's kind of like the whole outfit. So with right. separates, you can go to a couple different parties, but use same pieces, but just switch out certain elements, like a, um, you know, a fur blazer or um, a shimmery tank or something. So that's... I really like that, yeah. And, and it gives you some options, too, for changing up your accessories. I don't know if this happens to you, but I get, like, really fixated on, oh, this dress that's made out of gold lace with gold glitter on it. I have this dress. I love it. Um, but I can only wear gold jewelry ri- with it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you mix up a couple pieces in that um, in that article, they were all in silvers and blacks and blue. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take a black and a blue piece and you can pair it with gold or you can pair it with silver or you can throw in some rose gold or whatever. And it's yeah. it doesn't tie you so deeply to certain elements of your accessories. Yeah, because the holiday season is so busy with sewing anyway. So if you sew something not specifically that's super Christmassy, like I did for my skirt, <laughs> you can actually <laughs> wear it after Christmas. I mean, why why can't I wear my holiday purchase skirt af- after the holidays? Now I'm just thinking I should just break that out. I think you what? should. What color is I it? It's it's all the colors. Okay, I'll it's all I'll the colors. Show you a picture. It's it's all the colors. I think we're gonna it's, need a picture on yeah, the show definitely. notes. Definitely, yeah. gonna need the picture. Did you it's guys? Like a, did you and Julian get a picture before this party or at this party? Oh no, we did. But I do have a picture of myself in in the store. We were kind of just rushing out the door because okay. he gets home from work late, and I I was already ready when he was home, and so I was like, we gotta go because I didn't want to miss all the finger foods getting back. <laughs> That's the most important part. It definitely is. Forget and the clothes. They, they did not disappoint. So I was like, we gotta get there before all the foods got. That's this is just the way that my my brain works. But it sounds <laughs> yeah, perfectly so, reasonable to me. Yeah, so I like a little bit of both for my 2018 holiday party circuit. So I definitely do like the ugly Christmas party route. It's really, really fun for me. But then I also like kind of classy approach. I just finished making this teal blue fur bolero. So now I can throw it on things for my parties coming Ooh, up. So, that sounds really yeah. pretty. Yeah, so what are your guys' signature or classic holiday looks? Do you go the ugly Christmas sweater route or do you you know shimmer it up a bit um I wish I had a holiday party look but (laughs) we don't really got little kids we don't really go to like super fancy holiday parties um so but you know if if I did I would um probably pick what I sewed for the um, holiday separates article which was the um Jenny trousers from closet case patterns oh you made those I made those those. in that black gabardine (laughs) it was just kind of classic but um kind of had a little bit of a flare with the wide leg and then the sew into kimono tee from named um Love that shirt, and we'll definitely have to be um, making some in my size. That was definitely my favorite outfit of the ones that were put together. I just, I really liked that pairing, and um, and I think, yeah, if I went to lots of holiday parties, that's what I would wear. You know, for me, I didn't really get the whole ugly Christmas thing um, until last year when I went to my husband's Christmas party, and um, two of the a significant others of his coworkers were wearing they were both wearing T-Rex themed ugly christmas sweaters and then i got it that that's what it took i needed to see the T-Rex wearing the santa hat which you will see now recreated in one of the creative machine embroidery uh, ugly christmas sweater designs that we put out this year 
um, that's that's what finally made sense to me. And then for my birthday, my husband got an ugly Darth Vader Christmas sweater, um, wow. which is amazing. So I don't have anything in that range yet, but I might be keeping my eye out for patterns or options. Um, so I'm willing to give it a try, but I don't have it. Um, as for what I actually usually do, um, like Amanda, I don't go to a whole lot of fancy stuff. My my Christmas things are usually family birthday parties. Honestly, that's what those are my holiday parties. <laughs> oh right, because you have all those. <laughs> yes, <birthdays. laughs> it's just family. It's like they're like every twelve days. It's it's exciting. Um, but uh, so that's usually, you know, jeans and maybe a sweater. My parents keep their house really warm. So sometimes it's just jeans and T-shirts. Um, but this year I did make my velvet skirt that I talked about in the last episode. And I've got a Hanukkah Ooh. party coming up this weekend. So I think I'm going to uh, do it up in a velvet skirt and probably a fuzzy sweater. Nice. And I'm going to glam up my makeup some and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully look kind of fancy. Um, and then, of course, Ooh. I'm also glamming up probably in the same skirt, actually, for um, the party on Friday. So velvet. Oh, well. Velvet apparently is my signature thing because I also have a velvet. Uh, it's actually a willow tank that I embroidered with some Christmas uh, ornament designs that I wore last year when I was on a cruise in the Caribbean. So it was hot. <laughs> well, you're right on trend again there, Kate, with yes. your velvet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, another another one. Another one in the bag. Oh, my gosh. I'm really, really nailing this trend thing you're now. You're doing it. You go, you're doing it. Oh, thanks so much, you guys. I love talking about holiday party wear. So lots of things to look forward to. It. And I need to see a picture of you guys at the Christmas party. And just have me in spirit there. Oh, just definitely. Always. <laughs> Okay, and now we're gonna jump into the other side of holiday sewing and explore sewing handmade gifts. Um, I thought to start us out, we could um, take a moment to appreciate my favorite meme of the season. Um, You've probably seen it, and it says, me in September, I'm going to make a special handmade gift for everyone I love. Me in December, I love two people. That pretty much sums up my approach, you guys. Um, but no, honestly, I think I do it backwards because I I usually decide um, early on that I'm not going to make any handmade gifts and I'm just, you know, go ahead and um, it's not even a question anymore and put it out of my head. And then at the last minute, I completely panic and decide that I will sew all the teacher gifts and my husband a gift and my daughter a gift and... Um, I'm not really sure which way is better because I feel like you stress out both ways. Um, What about you guys? Well, um, I actually don't very often sew gifts for people. Um, This all goes back to maybe, yeah, this all goes back to when I was in the theater and all of the time I would sew for other people. Never sewed for myself, always sewed for actors. And once I ended up here, suddenly I started sewing for myself. And I'm like, wait, this is awesome. I get to sew something and then actually enjoy it <laughs> for not myself. Going back. <laughs> yeah, and there's a certain element of that. I mean, I, I'll do it occasionally. Um, my mother-in-law asked for something a couple of years ago. She wanted a, a makeup bag that was big enough to hold all of her toiletries. So I made her that. And um, I, several, oh, 
no, more than 10 years ago now, I made a bunch of my friends, because I'm a total nerd and I play role-playing games, so I made my friends dice bags. Um, and I, when I'm saying my friends, all of my role-playing friends, which was about, I don't know, nine, ten people at the time. And uh, a couple years ago, my best friend and her husband heavily dropped hints that their dice bags had worn out. So I made some more dice mm-hmm. bags. Um, but um, I do make homemade gifts for people. That I just don't usually sew them. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah, I actually alternate years. So... Last year, I didn't make any gifts for the Because you were the Grinch. Yes, yes. Um, And this year, I've already done a lot of the sewing. Again, as I was saying earlier, I'm in the Christmas zone, holiday Christmas sewing. Yes, I am. And I've already got almost all of them done. And it's just kind of special. But then by next year, I'll be so over it because I, you know, just alternate. And I don't want to seem, I just, there's a, is a stigma that it's cheap to give a handmade gift. And I just want to, you know, spread it out each year being like, here's like something store bought, then I'll make you something. I don't know. That's just me though. And I, I hate that stigma. I really do. I really do. But it just kind of help, you know, when you give I mean, it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I love the idea of alternating years. I think that's a really good idea because I feel like, I mean, maybe if you take a year off, the next year you might have some new ideas, some new patterns, you know, just mm-hmm. so you, I can I can see, and you, you might not be, you know, as stressed out about it. And I feel like most of the people I give handmade gifts to, aside from my children, um, they know, they, I don't know, they appreciate it. They, they know mm-hmm. that, you know, my time is valuable. So yeah. I, I feel like I usually don't get the, that kind of stigma, but I can see that that totally exists. Yeah. I think it's more self stigma. Yeah. From even myself. Like I feel bad. It's like, oh, they know what I do for a living too. They're like, oh, like, was this just like a work project that you're just pawning up? I'm like, no, like I thought of it. I if mean, I I've done that before. Work, I mean, bonus. <laughs> for bonus. See, that's funny because for me, I would think, well, this is what Meg does for a living. She's a professional. This is giving yeah, me a professionally handmade fashion mm-hmm. you know, forward you gift. Know you guys, are, you guys are right. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I do, I do understand that that stigma. There is a certain, there's a certain amount of that out there in the world, just generally with anything handmade. And I suffer a lot of that from what I do make, which is soap. Um, I make soap and give it to like everybody at Christmas. Your soap is so awesome. Oh, thank you. I love your soap. But I, I self- want soap. <laughs> I self-judge my soap really hard. I will make sure you get some soap, Meg, next time you're here. Yay. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I self-judge it. It's never it's never as pretty as I want it to be, or there's some weird shape to it. And I'm always like, are people looking at my soap and judging it? And then I have to remind myself, hey, people think it's pretty cool that you can make soap, Kate. Maybe you shouldn't be a uh, criticizing your soap so much (laughs) yeah no I love it everybody in my family I guess we all like fancy soap um which could really get expensive but everybody loved your soap last year oh well thank you yeah I'll uh, I'll bring you some more please do (laughs) yeah I've just been on such like a faux fur sewing kick so I made everyone these really nice faux fur headbands they're so so cool so I'm really excited hopefully no if you're listening and you're getting a gift from me you're probably getting that but I did sew it with love and they're really awesome so and they're high quality right very high quality I actually just put up 
Speaking of using it for work, there is a tutorial on the blog <laughs> on how to make them. <laughs> so you can see exactly how hard it is. But that's exactly. the other way around. That's making a whole bunch of awesome presents and thinking, oh, I can also utilize this for work. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. All right, you guys. <laughs> let's let's dish on, um, I'm sure you have some stories. What Do you have a, an awesome best handmade gift story? Or is your best story about an awful handmade gift story? Um, I'm not sure mine quite counts as either. Can I deviate from sewing again for this one? Sure. All right. So um, many years ago, well, all right. So the original origin is that my grandmother um, knitted my sister and I um, stockings. Um, Back when I'm so young, I can't remember a time before I had this stocking. And um, the nice thing about knit stockings, for the record, is they stretch, and you can stuff so much stuff into knit stockings. So um, after I started knitting myself, I found a knit stocking pattern so I could make the same one for my niece, or for something similar for my niece. Um, And then one day I found it again, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make my husband this knit stocking. And um, so I pulled it out, and... I start knitting. I follow the instructions exactly. I buy the exact yarn they tell me to get. I use the exact size needle they tell me to get. And for some reason, this stocking came out like twice the size that it was supposed to. It's huge. My husband, (laughs) he has this giant pumpkin head. If you're listening, honey, I'm sorry, but we all know it's true. And he can wear this thing as a hat. Right, it, it's that big. It will go on around his head like a, and he does sometimes, usually like on Christmas Eve because he's silly. Um, he's embarrassed to use it because it's so big, it makes him feel greedy. Um, so that is the best handmade gift I ever made was the enormous stocking. What about you, Meg? Um, are we talking about gifts that we've made or gifts that we, we, we have received? Either. Yeah, either one. Either. Either or. Okay, because I'm thinking about a gift that, I guess it wasn't so much a gift, but yeah, it was a gift. It was, remember, Kate, when we went to that sewing expo in September uh-huh. and there was like that project swap? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the project that I, I got in the swap was this makeup brush holder for traveling and I use it every single time I travel and it was so we it's I usually never receive a homemade gift for myself because people um usually don't make things for me because they know uh-huh. I just make it myself but I just I just love it it was so cool it was like a, a face towel and fold it up halfway and stitch and it just it collects all the the makeup dust and it rolls up and so that was something really awesome that I got. So thank you to whoever out there, if you're listening, and you let and us you know. went to in September <laughs> 2017 in Chicago. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I don't really. I, I think the um, the way you could sum up my handmade gift giving is kind of meh. You know, I don't have a whole lot of amazing. Um, experiences. I don't have a whole lot of horrible experiences, um, but it. I don't know. I think that um, sometimes it does feel like a bit of a letdown um, when you make something for somebody and they don't um, gush. They don't gush, and mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I'm mostly talking about my six year old daughter who is, you know, comparing a handmade garment to um, whatever new fancy toy that she's gotten for Christmas. So pretty much setting myself up for failure in that way. 
Um, but I do, I do still do it, you know, last minute. Um, mm-hmm. But I did, Meg, you said something um, that made me think about this. Um, I think there is a conception out there, or, or a misconception, that, um, that people who make things don't like receiving handmade things. Yeah, totally. And I feel like it's the exact opposite. Like I, I understand, oh, really? I, well, for me, I understand how much work goes into making something. Right. And I understand, yeah. you know, that it's someone's time. And I don't know, I feel like I appreciate handmade gifts more than your average person maybe because I know what goes oh, into totally. them. Yeah, I agree and and it that's exactly it. It's it's not just like, oh, well, Meg knows how to sew, so this isn't a big deal. It's wow, Meg went through the effort of making this mm-hmm. for me. That's so cool. Mhm. Uh, my mom is a quilter, I think I've mentioned to you two before, and um, she has made me quite a few quilts over the years and also wall hangings, um, specifically oriented towards my personal interests, like I've got one on my wall in my office that is um, Civil War style dresses. It's really pretty. Um, but I Your am, mom made that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom made that for That's me. It's so cool. It is really cool. I get a lot of attention for it. When I first hung it up, every every single one of the people in the quilting department stopped by to tell me how cool it was. Nice. I'm like, yeah, my mom <laughs> made that. Uh, but she, every time I open a quilt, which is usually for something big, it's usually like my graduation or, big gift. or my uh, wedding. I have a wedding quilt. Um, and then last year she gave me a small one which actually I think was just, she saw the kit, she liked the kit, she made the quilt and then she didn't have anything to do with it, so she gave it to me for Christmas. And I love it and I like to, uh, I I sit under a quilt um, when I watch TV that my mom made and my husband sits under a quilt that my mom made for him when we watch TV and then our cat Patsy comes and rubs all over them because she adores these quilts as much as we do. Oh, well, I just, just talking about holidays, so it kind of triggers just my memory. I have this story, it's just a quick story of a gift that I made for my soon-to-be father-in-law. He loves his sweets and chocolate. He's Polish. And just as like a joke, I sewed up this it's just like a little shopping bag. It's just a little bag, but I used broccoli print fabric. You know, in the quilt section of the fabric uh-huh. store, there's like foo, food Love printed fabric. Love those novelty so, prints. Yeah. Yeah, and so he it's his secret chocolate stash hidden in the broccoli bag, and it's like sits by his like armchair in the living room, and he he every year on his birthday we fill up his and he just loves this little. I just thought nothing. I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, I'll make this little bag. I look at this weird broccoli print, and I just thought that just something that I made and that was it was well well loved, and so that's I'm awesome. Fill it up this awesome. year. I too. love that story. <laughs> so yeah. is that what do you guys have a go to gift that? you make for people? Um, no, not hmm. really. It kind of depends on who the person is. Um, for my friends, I can always turn to that um, to that uh, dice bag idea because mm-hmm. most of my friends are geeks mm-hmm. like me. Um, but other than that, you know, it's just kind of who is this person and what do I think they'll like? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I soap. think for me, it, and soap. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, changes each year so each year I make something handmade and I make it for everyone so two years ago it was I just got an embroidery machine recently and I um, 
I made everyone custom embroidered tea towels. So everyone got in, embroidered tea towels. And then last year I made some faux fur kind of shrugs. And then this year it's all about the faux fur headband. So it's kind of, it changes each year, but everyone kind of gets the same handmade thing. I just make a, make a bunch of them. That's a great idea. That's a good way to do it. I mean, I definitely try to avoid anything that fits. Um, Last year, I was all about um, cardigans because, you know, they can be a little bit oversized. um, And they're just, it's kind of like a cozy outer layer. Um, I've also done um, backpacks. I'm a big fan of the Desmond Roll Top Backpack by Taylor Taylor. Um, I've made a few for folks in my family. Again, because then that can, like, work for a guy, work for a gal. Um, definitely tote bags for teachers is my go-to oh, because it's, yeah, that's it's pretty quick. Um, but, you know, you can make something kind of special. Um, and this year, I'm, I will see if I've got time. Um, I, I just made my first um, ball cap, like a little baseball cap. And I was thinking that would be a really great gift to make maybe for my husband. Hope he's not listening. Um, and maybe for <laughs> the kiddos, you know, something that can really work for a lot of different people. And again, doesn't you don't have to worry too much about the sizing there. Um, but I think dudes in particular are are hard for me. I think it's that just it, it's tricky. Oh, but yeah. um, for anybody who needs some additional ideas, I, I pulled together some of my favorites, including some of the um, gifts I mentioned just now on the So Daily blog. So I'll link over from the show notes page to that because um, it's always good to get some new, fresh ideas. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out. I need some ideas for, for the men. The men, it's so hard. <laughs> the men. Well, speaking of gifts, we have a free gift for our listeners this week. Um, if you head over to the show notes page, you can download the Basic Beanie and Infinity Scarf set um, now through the end of December. And this is a great little stash buster if you've got um, random scraps of sweater knits left or maybe even a thicker rib knit. And it's, um, it's a great last-minute gift and a great shortcut if you don't knit or crochet or if that just takes you a long time, um, which I'm definitely in that ca- camp. So um, grab that pattern and make one for yourself um, or make one, you know, to give maybe. Or um, make a whole bunch to give because they do sew up pretty quick. They sew up so quick. So Yeah, just cut them all out at once then... Bulk. That's just a just a little assembly line. That's the way to do <laughs> yeah. it. So maybe that'll help you out this um, this holiday season as you're making gifts. You can sew up one of those. So enjoy. All right, and now it's time for our Sojo segment, which we're always excited to get to. Uh, for anybody who's not familiar, Sojo is a abbreviation of Sewing Mojo, and it is the thing that is currently getting us excited and making us want to sew something. So uh, we're each going to talk about what's giving us our sojo today. Meg, why don't you start? All right. So I thought about this and in going with the holiday theme, I do my Meg's Magazine mashup every month. And so my sojo right now, I just finished um, November, so I need to pick a December issue pattern from the Berta Magazine. And I'm picking this really cool overlay dress. So it's a really simple, sleek silhouette um, two-part dress and so the insides this spaghetti strap dress and the outer layer is a long sleeve sheer embroidered fabric so it can it's still kind of separate but it is a dress so I want to make a cool New Year's Eve outfit out of like a really cool I haven't gone fabric shopping for it yet so yeah a really nice New Year's Eve outfit I don't have plans yet so 
maybe something will hopefully happen. <laughs> if not, I'll just be you can sitting with Bunny and Julian. Wear it to the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Wear it to the grocery store, yeah. Yeah, that's a really cool pattern. I was flipping through that issue. Did you see yeah, it? Yeah, I was flipping through yeah. that issue the other day, and I, I need um, to get a hold of that. Uh, the kind of oversized uh, cape jacket pattern. I love that. Oh, yes. No, that one's really cool, yep. too. Was that one of the buttons on the yep, side? that's the one. Yes, yeah. So, I mm-hmm. hey, that's everybody, check out that pattern because it's super pretty. Uh, <laughs> we'll link to it in the show notes Yes, exactly. Well. <laughs> um, Amanda, what's your sojo today? Well, mine is kind of different this week, um, but it is a hashtag challenge that happens every December. Amanda's fan of the hashtags. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, Instagram obsessed over here. So um, it's hashtag sewing top five, and it's hosted by um, at Jillian Crafts. And it is, um, it's a challenge where you kind of take a look back at your sewing year. Um, So you make, um, you can do images, you can make a list, you can do whatever, however you want to um, pull things together, but you take a look at your sewing top five hits, your top five misses, your top five reflections from the year of sewing, um, your highlights, and your top five goals for the new year. And I just, I really, I did it last year for the first time, and I just thought it was really nice to take a pause, Mm -hmm. look back, think about, um, Think about what you kind of learned over the year. Kind of remember what you even made, because um, sometimes it's hard to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, the amount of things that we need to yeah. that we make for our jobs. Exactly. I totally don't. If you, I don't know. Yeah. What, what was so, I making back in February? I know I it feels like five years ago. So I love the challenge, and I'm going to definitely do it um, again yeah. this year. How awesome. about you, Kate? Well, um, my sojo is not a new thing necessarily. It's kind of been um, in the back of my mind for at least six months now. But um, I'm kind of in love with pineapples right now. And I think maybe the world in general is because I'm seeing them everywhere. Or maybe it's just because mm-hmm. I'm interested in them. But um, pineapples um, pineapples on shoes, that's coming up in an upcoming issue of CME um, and pineapples wherever I see pineapples. So um, a couple months ago, I got some, it's outdoor fabric. I got it on clearance. It's this lovely pineapple print. And I have finally decided that what I'm going to do with it is make a zippy crossbody bag by Sally Tomato, which I'm going to size up some because I think that's about eight inches by eight inches, and that's a little small for me. Um, But I've got some natural cork coming and some antique gold hardware. And I'm going to combine all of this and make a gorgeous little bag. And I am super excited to make my pineapple bag and have some tropics in the winter. You'll have to give me some tips on working with cork. I've always wanted to make something with cork fabric. I've never worked with it before. Oh, I have lots of tips to give you because I have made my current purse actually also has cork in it. Um, Oh, does it? Yeah, my mother-in-law went to Portugal last year, and for Christmas she gave me a roll of um, pink and gold-flecked cork, and uh, I made this gorgeous purse out of it. And now Yeah, coming to think of it. Yeah, there is so much cork in Portugal. I was there a couple years ago for my cousin's bachelorette, and there was cork things well, everywhere. That's because it grows there. That's <laughs> That's some sewing I trivia for you. Yeah. Well, no, oh. cork trees are really cool. They're uh, sustainable. You can cut the you cut the outer bark off of them, and that's what you make the fabric out of. And then it just grows back, and it doesn't hurt the tree. It actually oh makes it grow better. So, so it's like it's a sustainable. Fabric yeah, totally too, sustainable eh? and totally eco friendly. So it's a great material, wow. and I'm excited to work with it some more. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see it. 
I, uh, yeah, I'll put up a picture when I get it finished. And that may not be that fast, though, because I'm a slow bag sewer. <laughs> All right. And now it's time for our sew and tell question. Last time, we asked you, what's your essential garment to take when you travel? And we got a couple of responses to that that we're going to read to you. Meg? So I'll read this first one. Jody emailed us in saying, similarly to Kate, I only really travel to warm weather climates and I'm all about a maxi dress. I throw it on first thing in the morning and it can transition me all throughout the day, acting as a cover up to even a dinner dress when going out. Best of all, it covers up my pale legs to help shield me from all the sun. <laughs> I, I totally have yeah, that. Yeah, same me here. Too. <laughs> and uh, they are easy to make and allow me to use bright and bold prints. So before every vacation, I whip up a few and throw it in my suitcase with some swimsuits and a large hat. And I'm totally beach ready. Love that. Yeah, I do too. I, I approve. Such yeah. a good idea. Amanda, do you have one for us? I do. This is from our show notes page. Um, Megan Jane, thank you so much for commenting. Um, And she says, my most essential garment would be one of my long cardigans. I have several, my favorite being the Blackwood from Helen's Closet. They serve as a cover-up and a dressing gown at night as well. I've made most of them from beautiful stretch bamboo modal in both heavy and lightweight. I also love the Helene Cardi from Jolly. Long cardigans work well with jeans, dresses, or skirts and roll up easily to fit into a suitcase. Um, I love this for so many reasons, but mostly because I just bought the Blackwood cardigan from Helen's Closet. That was my only purchase on Black Friday, and um, I already sewed one up, and um, I love that pattern, and I love I love cardigans for travel. Oh, yeah, that uh, sweater vest you made from that pattern is mm-hmm. super cute. Mm-hmm. And then we have one more response. It came from Instagram from The Salty Fry, which is a great screen name. And she said, I love making wrap dresses with fabric that I think matches the places I'm going. Wrap dresses are the perfect combination of cute and comfortable, so they're travel must-haves. And I would have to agree with that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, totally. And it's expand. I always grow a little bit when I travel. And how you're supposed really to do it? Nice and expanding. Yes, and exactly. And yeah. I, I love, I love the the um, concept of matching to where mm-hmm. you're going. I'm, oh, I'm totally yeah, like that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Give me an, a Hawaiian print when I'm on my way to Hawaii, and I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. So. Um, Our question for this episode, tying back to what we were talking about earlier, and I'm going to change it up a little bit from our original original one, you guys. I'm just going to surprise you here. What is the best homemade gift you ever gave or received? Let us know, because I bet everybody out there has some great stories. Absolutely. Let's hear Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, 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 we want to hear. Give us all the nitty gritty. (laughs) So head over to our show notes page or uh, check us out on Instagram and give us your answers because we want to hear about them and tell people about them when we come back after the Christmas break. So that's it for us today. Thanks for chatting with me, guys. I'm totally in the Christmas spirit now. I know. I think Mm. we need some Christmas music. Oh, definitely. Yeah, here here I am still drinking my pumpkin spice tea. I definitely need to switch that into some peppermint action for sure. It is the season. Absolutely. It is the season. (laughs) All right. right, Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Happy stitching. Happy holidays.
For links to everything we talked about in this episode, go to our show notes page at sodaily.com slash sewandtell. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at sewandtellpodcast at fwmedia.com or visit us on Instagram at sewandtellpod. Answer the sewandtell question, tell us your sojo, or just leave us some feedback. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice. And please leave us a review, ideally a good one, because that helps listeners like you find our podcast. And tell your sewing friends about us, too. Thanks for listening, and happy stitching. Sew and Tell is a production of FNW Media Studios and is produced and hosted by Meg Healy, Amanda Carestio, and me, Kate Zeinard. Our audio engineer and editor is Evan Rutherford, and our executive producer is Jared Mayer. <laughs>